trying to hit like every other uh, acronym uh, initial, and I mm-hmm. think I did well. Mm-hmm. If you want to subscribe to us on this podcast or find out more information about us or check out our YouTube channel, we do go by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's why it's so important up front to say L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, get used to it. A little waffle. La waffle. With an N again. It works. Yeah, I know because I think of I, I think of Lamont. That's okay. why I hear Lamont. Yeah, Lamont Stanford. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. So, but we are uh, but we are. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. We watch a full length movie on YouTube in real time with you. You listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. Our show is on the podcast uh, feeds so as LWAFLMOYT. We also stream <laughs> first on Mini Radio mm. as we do every Sunday. Afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right. It's a great uh, streaming service that they do live comedy shows outdoors safely, of course, and you can listen to the broadcast live. A lot of great stuff. And go ahead and contribute to their Venmo uh, at Mutiny Radio. Uh, also, I have a PlayStation 4 fund if you like to Venmo me at Mania. Carl. Anyway, so, anyway, my, my PS4. Uh, that's all I'm asking. So, Carl, what is the movie we're watching today? Uh, we are watching The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, 1976. The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, 1976. That's what you put in your YouTube right. search engine. Now, the channel we like is Syntax, S-Y-N-T-A-X-931. Right. There's uh, one other floating okay, out there that has of, uh, yeah. ads. Yeah. So, Syntax 931 uh, and Michael will probably now Perfect. subscribe. Oh, I definitely will listen. You know, there's a lot of the, there's a lot of ads crammed into some of these versions. So if this is the channel to do it, I'm going to subscribe to it. But first, I'm going to click the boy in the plastic bubble, 1976. Get to the page. Wait for the buffering. Hit pause, and then move the timer. Oh, hit record now. Watch later. No, thank you, YouTube. <laughs> and I have it set at zero zero zero. And it's paused. It's ready to go. Okay. And I just subscribe to Syntax. Oh, I have to sign in. I have no time for this. I know right, time. So you subscribe. We hope you did the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm using Microsoft Edge full disclosure today. We are going to what? watch uh, whatever you're using to watch YouTube on. We want to watch The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, the biggest TV movie ever made, next to uh, during the 70s, next to Brian's song. 
So go ahead and hit <laughs> right zero zero, and we're gonna count down. And when we do go, we want you to click uh, the the triangle and start watching the movie with us. Do the countdown uh, ah. on our show today. <clears throat> Thank you. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. I'm very excited. This is Arrow Films, by the way. Yeah. Well, they just distributed it. They're actually L- limited. Mm-hmm. Limited. They uh, present oh, well, So they just distributed a couple of things. Ah, I wonder if they say, oh, no, we're done with them. So this takes place in uh, 1959? Well, this scene. This scene, uh, Mortimer Duke tells Mr. Brady, and the eight is enough lady, that the eight is enough lady is pregnant. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I read about this on TV Guide. Mortimer so uh, right now she was only in the first season of is enough right yeah she died so he's randolph duke i'm wrong he's Uh, randolph duke so he was saying he was saying to uh brady they we've discovered what it is we know what causes pregnancy now and brady was like what really what what?" it's like when you fuck her really (laughs) it was the 50s they had just discovered So what we're learning now in their like husband and wife conversation is they had a baby before and he died and he died because he he might is a risk of coming out wacko because of their I don't know. This time they want him to live. Now they don't know anything yet about like he won't have any immunities, but we'll learn that surprise. Uh, And that would be the this is uh, pretty heavy up front. A lot yeah. of, uh, a lot of And it doesn't start like a movie. It just goes right into it because it was a TV show. Yeah. So this is a TV movie of the week? Um, yeah. Well, uh, let me just see here. It was aired, first aired November 12, 1976 on ABC. Um, I guess it was movie of the week. It doesn't really list that here. This was a critical hit, drew huge ratings when it aired, and it was watched by a huge chunk of America. And it was nominated for four Emmy Awards, and it won one for the woman who died, Diana uh, Highland. Diana Hamlin in real life passed away shortly after this uh, production. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, Six so this months after. Of Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> what am I doing on this set? Is this the Bob Hope Christmas special? No, Mr. Aldrin, <laughs> but since you're here, can you say, look, it's the boy in the plastic, it's the boy in the plastic bubble. Now give me the hope. <laughs> 
Buzz Aldrin is, is Montclair second man on the moon. You know he's from Montclair. Yeah, Montclair, New Jersey. That's a big deal. And um, I think that they yeah. renamed Mount Hebron to be Buzz Aldrin Buzz Middle Aldrin. School. Middle School? I think that's, I mean, they that's be, the buzz. Oh, the middle school. They should call it Buzz Aldrin Second School because he's the second school on the moon. Yeah, he was the he's second really man on the moon. Right. Well, that was uh, my neighbor, you know, across the street. She, one of the things she loved was a poster over the flag and that said, she told me about it. It said, Buzz Aldrin, Montclair's second man on the moon. And she's like, that's the best we could say about the guy. <laughs> <laughs> the second man on the moon. That's what we're proud of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. He was in 30 Rock, too, where uh, Liz Lemon's mom and Montclair fell in love with him. Uh-huh. So it was uh, Montclair and uh, Buzz Aldrin was both mentioned. Okay, guys. Uh, next uh, berth will be in 40 minutes. We need to clear out for the next crowd. Yeah, it really looks like they're washing her hair, but what they're doing is giving a C-section, and they kicked them all out. Like it's, it, it, They're sort of students, yeah, it's experimental. How many operating theaters does that place have? Just that one? I have no idea. I don't know. open mic? <laughs> that would be a great opening. <laughs> so there's this place called Lucy's Laugh Lounge, and it's in uh, like Hudson Valley, New York. It's you know just over the border, maybe 40 minutes away. And there's a balcony like that you can look down. Really? It's the weirdest stage. It's really? a tiny stage, and the the seats are seated sort of like church pews. And if you have to get up to use the John, three people in a row have to move. Like, it's like a theater. I don't know. Okay, so baby's born, but baby has no immunities. And this is a very young John Travolta. No, very young. What a method actor, though. What do you mean by no immunities? Like, he he can't go to Canada? Right. Uh, He has no rights? (laughs) That's right. Um... You know, if, you know, he got a cold, uh, his his body would not know how to fight the cold, and the virus would take over every cell in his body. You know, he'd die. Um, wow. If he got bacteria in him that isn't the normal bacteria in your gut already, his, you know, his the, they just grow and grow and grow inside him. You know, there's no immunity. There's no like, hey, you don't belong here. You don't pass the sniff test. <laughs> By the way, I sniffed at you. You better check the doctor about that. <laughs> For COVID reasons. So you were saying, like, because we, we were discussing uh, gossip about this movie, that Diana Hyland and John Travolta became an item. Oh, they totally became an item. They uh, And there's rumor that she died in his arms. I don't know if that's, that could really just be rumor. Um on E True Hollywood story. Okay, so she was 41 and he was only 22, and she was even going through a divorce. Um, and they started dating after this thing wrapped up. During this thing, they weren't dating, and they stayed together and were very close and very much in love, apparently. And they dated only for six months, and then she died. 
and he wasn't a Scientologist back then. It wasn't until afterwards. No. I think it was when he met um, uh, Kelly Preston uh, and the. Uh, no, I have to remember something with the eye. She was eighteen yeah, years so, older than. Movie, uh, Travolta. Yeah, because he yeah. plays the boy and she plays the boy's mom in this movie. Yeah, it's a lot and of years. They start dating. Yeah. yeah. Writer producer Joseph Goodson was his her husband. Yeah. Now Carol Brady dated one of the Brady boys, right? Do you remember I that story? No. Um, I think it was maybe Greg. But the, I think I saw that on incest porn on 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 Pornhub. Oh really? We're promoting that now. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. You don't okay. So it's now what we're easy. so it's very difficult. Yeah, it's just for a plot point. She's like, I want my baby home. Like she looks at the neighbor's kid and it's like jealous and grouchy TV acting. She go. He's like, that's crazy. You know what we'd have to have here? A little hospital. Anyway, he's oh, off to see the kid and she's uh, not going. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, she still has housework to do. She's got to sweep the rest of the driveway. Mm-hmm. Now, I want this driveway stick and span, dear. Mwah! He's Greg. He's, he's... What was his name, Brady? What's his first name? Henry? Like the, you know how I know that is that there was a uh, civic war photographer. During, uh -huh. No, a civil war during the eighteen hundreds. Brady, and he took pictures of soldiers. And uh -huh. I said, wow, like Mike Brady, the architect. Yeah, the architect, Mike Brady. That's it, Mike Brady. There was a haupt in uh, the like, Civil War too. He was a general, and he did the railroads. Oh yeah, he was a. Uh, was he a Confederate? <laughs> no, he was not. He was in the Union. Now, this is a very young John Travolta, a very young John Travolta. Again, what, what a method actor, the ability to look like he's a... And you know it's John Travolta. Look at his eyes. Look at those eyes. That's John Travolta. <laughs> so he was 76. He was already a TV star. Yeah, he was, but that's all he was. He was Barbarino in uh, Welcome Back, Carter. But I mean, he was about to really pop. I mean, this is one year before he had Saturday Night Fever. Okay, so it's Welcome Back, Carter was 75 through 79, but Carrie is 76, Saturday Night Fever, 77, right. Grease in 78. He's about to pop. Did he have a big role in Carrie? I forget. Like it was Jim Cat who was kind of the uh, the dick to. Uh, yeah, he was where? one of the like thug uh, high school friends, and he was the one who actually killed the pig to get all the blood. He rigged oh, wow. the um, he rigged the bucket. You could hear him like under his breath go, "Take that, sweat hog." When he killed the pig, it was really creepy. Yeah. Here, and this one, right. Epstein. 
And this one, Horshack. <laughs> All right, guys. Easy, easy. That's my kid in there. So since this is TV, it's like, I want the kid home. And then it goes, okay, kid's coming home. How's it going? Home? Yay. Yay, he's thrilled. Home. Okay, now we meet love interest. Oh, really? In this movie? Oh, right. Oh, for the boy. Yes. I thought the parents were going to divorce and meet new people. That would be so much better, but it's not a soap opera, unfortunately. That would be so much better. If the boy in the plastic bubbles, uh, parents had a divorce halfway through the TV movie. <laughs> Look, we like oh, each other. Cute. This is foreshadowing for our future. Yay. You're the only person I know. <laughs> that is an unfortunate thing about his life. He's like, my kid's not a freak. And I'm like, oh, I beg to disagree, Mr. Brady. By the way, his name is Lubitsch, Mr. Lubitsch in this film, Johnny Lubitsch. Okay, so now they're, uh, you know, they check the generator, how's the air pulse the machine? Did you reconfigulate the flabulator? This is their house? It looks like an office building to begin with. Oh, no, I guess not. Maybe it's just the human dribble cage threw me off. <laughs> hey. Now, look, his, his hand is on her butt. Do you see that? Yeah, but he's a mess. Well, you know, he's such a great actor, Rubber Reed. It looks like he's really knows how to. Well, right now, we just had uh, the lightest 1970s this. hint at a sexual encounter. Uh, she's He's like, I'll right. get the champagne. And she goes, I'll be right in in a minute. So they're going to do it. That's perfect. Yeah. Nothing could go wrong. Well, no, they double checked and triple checked oh. everything. Look. Whoa. This reminds me of All what's going to happen. <laughs> you're going to jizz on the floor? You, uh, you're going to pop my cork. Very sexy. Like, what's going on? I just can't stop thinking about the rug. It's soaking wet with champagne when I. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I <laughing>. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna stick up the rug. To the house. That's the it's reality of a real life. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, you should go get that clean. Hey, something's wrong. The baby monitor. Baby says he can't watch us. He's making choking uh, sounds. That's the script. So they're like, check the machines. It's all okay. Uh oh, it's the it's the calls coming from inside the box. So then they realize the baby is choking on one of the teddy bear's eyes. Oh no, they gotta get the Heimlich bad, maneuver. Bad boy, bad, bad son <laughs> for swallowing Don't that. Remember this. Don't remember this for the rest of your life. Do me a favor. Come on, spit out that out. There it is. And it has no hey, saliva. No phlegm or blood or gross. Yeah. Right, I hope you learned your here. lesson, young man. You are not to eat buttons. That wasn't the kid's fault. The button fell into the mouth. I, that, I'm with you. I'm with you. But Brady sees it a different way. 
the the Brady Bunch. He hated that. That was a famous saying that Robert Reed just didn't like that. It wasn't really what he was wanted to do, but could see him acting this. He well, hated I mean, by the way, you know the their dog. The Brady Bunch dog, Tiger. Oh yeah, I read about okay. him. He was such an uh, well Tiger yeah, uh, from Hollywood Dogs to Drinks, the book. He was such was, an alcoholic. Uh, Tiger from the Brady Bunch was was a drunk. Oh my god, he drank on set. And on set Reed in the bowl. Balls it was vodka. You would say this dog vodka. I'm a classically trained actor. My name is Robert Reed. I'm not working dog. Do you remember the um the the, the last season? Dog. You remember one of the last seasons that little boy showed up with the round glasses? Sure, cousin Oliver. Yeah, Tiger did not like him, did not like him. He would go near his bowl. And, and it's true, he would step out of the bowl. Wow, poor Cousin Oliver. Even the dog hated him. So now we're having more like, you know, come over to visit and, uh, right. you know, they like each other. and Hard touching, hard warming. John Travolta is so good. Look at him. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing such a great job. I don't know. It's, it's a funny feeling I'm getting in my heart while watching this scene. I can't explain. It's just uh, so heartwarming. Oh, that's right. And I smell burnt toast. And like, <laughs> I just don't. I Look at his great smile. Oh, Travolta's finest. Yep. If this was look who's talking with John Travolta, the kid would be like, "Hey, buddy, you want to come <laughs> over to my place?" <laughs> but da 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 da, the boys are back. But da da da, they're back to the bone. Okay, so it's twelve years later, and little girl is now like teenage girl in high school, right? And those two are like boyfriend threats. They like. Uh... Can I figure out the? The movie started in 1959, and then it said it was four years later, so that must be 1963, and now it's 12 years later, so it's 1975. Uh, I'll wait. In the beginning, it was what, 56? 59. 59. Okay, the baby came right away. That's 60. So it was four years later, so that was 63. What is four years later? Right now, now it's, it's 12 years later. So it's 75. So it's 72. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? Well, he got, right. he got born in 59 or 60, and then 12 years later, it's 72. You're, like, taking the... No, no. <laughs> no, but there was a scene that said four years later, and then it, then it said yeah. 12 years later. It was saying 12 <laughs> You want to add the four to the 12. Four. <laughs> that's what the TV just said. It said four years later, and then it said 12 years later. So that's 16 years total. Oh, it's not 12 years from his birth? No, it's 12 years since the scene for four years since his birth. So I'm laughing because you're dumb and I'm the dumb one? You but like this, his hat? Did you know how his placards work? Four <laughs> years later. Hey, it's Travolta. I don't got an inner baby voice no more. Look who's not talking. You know, just to punish myself, I'm not going to edit out my stupidness because I deserve it. That's what I thought. No, it's 
but it's not too clear. It's they should at least have the year. Oh, you're being like, if you start off the movie, if you no, if you start off a movie say 1949, 1959, and then it's four years later, why don't you have that scene say 1963? Bingo. Set course. That's perfect. And then for you do 1975 like or present day, and since this takes place in 75, people will guess. Well, that must be 12 years later. Yep. In the present. That's Skylab, which was 76, right? For 75? I don't know. I, I wasn't invited. Right. I, I appreciate that. I was 10 years old. Okay, so Randolph Duke is coming to say there's some good news. Some doctor in Tokyo is talking a bunch of bullshit. And then John Travolta is going to be like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Who is Randolph Duke in this movie? Is it their grandfather? Is it a No, he's... Right. He's like head doctor and, you know, surrogate granddad. But he's always like, hope, my boy, hope. And John Travolta's always like, that's what you always say. I'm never getting out of here. You see, he's talking into an intercom. Uh Uh-huh. Or rather, it's a loud, loud speaker. The point of that is when someone's not in the room, he can go, mom... Right? So when he wants to be a jerk, he uses that because it's super loud in the room. Oh, it's emphasis. It's like the comic who yells the last joke line of his punchline. Yeah, that's right. I didn't see that coming! <laughs> <laughs> right, did you laugh at it? <laughs> I think what I'm going to say, I'm a little insecure about it, but I'll yell out the punchline and then laugh before anyone has a chance to think about it. <laughs> set up, set up, set up, and then the joke inflection punchline. <laughs> Off-handed random tag. Right. Oh man. Oh yeah. So see, yeah, he's hitting that. Now Mortimer had talk. a. I don't believe you. Yeah. Uh. This Mortimer had a great career, 62 years. He started in like the 30s. But his big thing was the Winds of War in 83. Remember yeah. that? Well, wasn't he like a – he was on TCM a lot. Like a, he, a lot of his old movies always pop up. Right. And he uh, – two times he played FDR, and that was a big deal. Okay, so the of course our age, we know him for um, – uh, Trading places trading in '83, but then in '88 right. he was into coming to America, like in a cameo. Well, he was uh, he, he was homeless with his brother, and then yeah. the, the prince threw his money their way. We're back. Hey, see this, Steve Mortimer. We're back. Well, I mean, this guy the was a big deal. He was in um, Rosemary's Baby. He was in Oh God. He was in Pretty Woman. Huh. You think he slept with Julia Roberts? I mean, um, character. Everybody slept her with character. you. You mean like a relationship, or her just character. slept with her? Oh, her character? Like no, I don't John. think. It. Yeah. No. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. So I thought you meant in real life. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were an item. They were a no, March, no. late February, December. <laughs> no, no, that is not the truth. It, it wasn't a May-December relationship. It was more like a May-next-May relationship. <laughs> okay, so now they're like, Todd, we got good news. You can go to school by Zoom. 
And he's like, what? Get the fuck out. So it's like, you know, 76. So it's a closed circuit TV kind of thing. And he's right. like, I got to think of that. Yeah. Today's, yeah, proto is Skype. <laughs> Skype. 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 Well, back then they had, like, I guess, Vegas shows and boxing matches on closed circuit television. So it would be like, coming up next. Geometry class for the point in the plastic <laughs> bubble followed by Fraser Ali. <laughs> this math class for the point in the plastic bubble followed by the Brat Pack live in Vegas hosted by Johnny Carson. <laughs> the Friars Club Roast followed by chemistry. <laughs> Boy in the bubble chemistry coming up at six. Six o'clock mountain time. <laughs> then at eight, Dean Martin roast George Jessel. Okay, so it's coming to fruition, and he is going to virtual virtually go to school. Um, so this is where he's literally in a plastic bubble. No, this is where he'll be on television. He's in a. Does he wear a spacesuit and walks? Yeah, mm -hmm, that'll come. This is metaphorical, you know. I mean, he's not in a bubble. It's not, a, you know, he's in a sterile environment. It's an apartment uh, that only, you know, keeps the germs out. See, I thought I was really scared when I first heard of this movie because I thought it was called The Boy with the Plastic Credit Card. And I was like, he's going to, his credit rate is going to go to shit if he keeps he's charging like that. That's a 50-year-old you talking. Oh, man. The boy with the plastic diner club card. <laughs> yeah, but how about the sun with? Because that's I a horror you. film. Okay, so now Don't we're getting, you know, Don't be he's, he puts his camera on the, the neighbor. Um... And, you know, it's like uh, obvious it's his true love. Gina. Gina's her name. So boyfriend threat, who's going to later be in Greece, is like, your true love has found you, Gina. And everyone laughs. Hi, Todd. So the, the classroom saw him. Hi, God. I'm talking to you to PBS. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Wow. And they all laugh at him. Wow. Like, this is me at your open mic when you had me live. <laughs> Too bad that didn't work out. I, I thought it was fun. The the I thought it was fun too. I would love to do it again, but I, uh, I get it. It was it, a really good experience for me. Yeah. Now that guy will go on to be in Greece. He's going to he be like um, William Cat from one Harry. of the T-Birds. Uh, putsy. Putsy. Oh, wow. And then he's going to be calling Travolta for the next 25 years. <laughs> Remember when we did that one-two punch? Yeah, that great? See you, Penny. Pick it up. Hey, if you're making another Talking Baby movie, John, I would love to be part of it. The part of that project. He did. Uh, he recently was in a Fred Durst movie. Fred Durst from uh, 
Clint Bissett directed a movie where he's like a psycho. Who was in it? Uh, Travolta. Really? Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was called like The Fan or something like that, or Fanatic. Good for Limp Bizkit. Crazy fan. Good for Limp Bizkit. And then there was a a Quibi show called Die Hard. Hart. And it also had John Travolta. And in the ad, it had Travolta like in the background photoshopped, like with his arms crossed. And, you know, he has a beard, but his head is shaven. That sounds right. That sounds like middle aged Travolta. You think he's middle aged Travolta? You don't think he's like in his 70s Travolta? 70s? Wow. 60s. Well, let's think if he well, was... He was 22. Right. He was 22 in 1976. 1976. 32 and 80. 42 in 96. 52 in 2006. 62 in 2026. So he's, I don't know, high 50s? Yeah, late 50s. Yeah, maybe, maybe late 50s, early 60s. Uh, being as I'm young 50s, I want to say, nah, he's not old. <laughs> he's middle age. He's not young fifties. He's your age. Yeah, he's our age. Too. He's your age. He is. <laughs> you. That's not an accurate statement. It's, yeah, I'm just not including everybody in this room. <laughs> so, oh my God. So it, they are like. Yeah. Why can't he come out, you know, if they take him to the hospital, come out in the bubble and come out for a 4th of July party. And so oh, right. the mom goes, go invite him. And she goes, you call the parents. And she's like, it, I wanted to come from you. So now we're having a first time, like, in-person encounter at this age. Right. And she, she goes up and she, yes, she goes, is Todd home? <laughs> As if he wouldn't be home. Right. Yeah. Is he in his room? Can you check? Now, he was doing some good dancing there. He was going to go on to Saturday Night Fever. He was dancing to old BGs. I started a joke. (laughs) Yeah. You can't really dance to that. Um, How do you mend a broken heart? (laughs) Old Bee Gees. All right. Look at Travolta. He looks like Jigsaw and Saw in this house. <laughs> He's like telling how I can't he hear can't, can't go past that line because germs will get in. And he's just explaining. And um, she's so really like, germs it. stop at the yellow line? Yeah, they, they get blow they Air keeps it out, an airflow. Uh-huh. It is a wedge. Of everything. He must be really that. lonely. They should make a TV movie about him. <laughs> what would they call it? Uh, hmm. Kid locked in his room? <laughs> yeah, the kid in the room locked. What? <laughs> what? A room lock. I love it. Like it's such a great seventies film. There's a girl next door. Yes. 
and it's the 4th of July for 1976. That's very important. Bicentennial. Bicentennial year, that's right. Yeah, very important. Are you excited for the tricentennial? Like, where do you think you'll be during the tricentennial? Uh, that uh, 20, will be... 2076. I will be dead. I will be dead 10 years at that point. <laughs> huh. Oh, sorry to hear. No, it's cool. Out. It's going to be great. Yeah, I know, but... It's a uh, $3 bill. I saw it on Futurama. Oh, they had a Futurama about the tricentennial? <laughs> no. Um, okay, John Travolta will go on to do, uh, you know, Saturday Night Fever and, well, Carrie, but then when he gets the gig for um, Greece, he goes, why don't you get the director... Who did Boy in the Plastic Bubble? Really? Yeah. This is the director of Grease? Yeah, Randall Kleis Kleiser. Now, he had only done shorts, TV movies, episodic television. When Tra Travolta was cast as the lead in 78's Grease, he remembered the good times he had working on this movie and asked the producers to hire Randall Kleiser. His he watched his girlfriend die, and he has good times. I no, it was great. <laughs> that was six months after. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. This guy went on to do Big Top Pee Wee. Oh, yeah, one of the weirder movies in life. Grandview, USA? I guess I don't know that one. Well, because you, you don't live in the flyover states like I do. Right, yeah, like you. Um, Disney's movie, uh, Flight of the Navigator, and that's those that's where it stops. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good, pretty good. Great career. He's hanging out in the parking lot of the, the beach. How cool is that? Absolutely, that's what I went up doing. It's like, I like your horse, I like your, I love this, I love that. And she goes, You shouldn't talk like that, people are gonna think you're dumb. He giggle, giggle, giggle. Specific California lifestyle, you know, like you never really have that elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. This is all in California, and it's Woodside. Let me see. Um, Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. This is a place called Malibu Lake, a man-made lake created in the 20s. Waterfront properties were sold while the dam was being completed, but it never got full until a, a heavy rainstorm kicked its ass four years later. And finally, wow. it was, and then the homeowners actually had what they would be, had been promised. Well, thank God for that uh, tragedy. It's just like <laughs> a girl in a bikini on a horse by the beach is is not is a very California thing. Oh, she got dared to go over here, and and wow. like flirt with him and hold his hand and stuff. And they're like, she goes, "How much will you give me?" They're like five dollars. So she's over there. Oh. You could put on the audio if you want. It's really nice. I don't know. It seems kind of mean for me to watch. Well, but at this point, it's... You don't have it up? It'll cost you five bucks. Uh, see, this is why I want to control the sound. Uh, we missed stuff. I, have, I had the sound up the whole time you were saying the sound wasn't up, so I, I guess it didn't work. Okay. Uh-oh, fireworks. Happy 4th of July.
Yeah, what it means for her is that the bet's over. Oh, but she's still hanging out. Probably another firework. Look how unsafe the fireworks are. They're so close to the kids. Yep, absolutely they are. Oh, well. One kid was harmed in the making of this movie. It wasn't the boy in the plastic bubble. It was. It was his feelings. Wait till you see what happens when he finds out it was bullshit. Look at the nice flag. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, gotta go. Yep, slip. Whoops. Hey, Gina, where are you going? She's so, she's so cruel. Yep, and then one of the T-Birds gives her her $5. What was it? Put putsy, putsy. I don't really remember. I don't think I've seen the film Grease. It's huh. Grease. I think I saw like Grease two for a bit. I always wanted to see the sequels, the bad sequels, and the, the Well, ones. that's the thing. I mean, it launched Michelle Pfeiffer, but Grease two was nothing. It was just you know, it wasn't Grease. What about Holden Caulfield? Holden Cadfield. Holden Caulfield. Um, he wasn't in Grease. He was in Catcher in the Rock. What? No, oh, well, I'm thinking there was an actor named, like, Calder Holland. Oh, oh. Catcher in the Rye guy. <laughs> but he was, he, was, he was the John Travolta in the sequel. <laughs> oh, look, he's thrashing. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, one kid was hurt in the filming of this. John Travolta's feelings. Oh, is he hurt by his feelings? Yeah, well, it was obviously a dare, and she was like, you didn't think I was serious, did you? Ha, 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 ha. So he's like, take That's me to the hospital. I want to go to the hospital. Really? But it was just I, because she was mean to him. Wow. I yeah, hospital, well. Whatever you want, son. Yeah, hospital. So they're not taking him to his regular room. They're taking him to this special room. They're saying because they treated him, it taught him how to treat other patients without immune, without immune, uh, you know, like someone who went through chemo and it killed all their immunities. So it's sort of like an apartment like he's got back home. But he got a roommate. He's not too thrilled about that. Yeah, why, why can't he just go back home? Fucking roommate. Fuck. No, he doesn't want to go home because he's right lives right next door to Gina. And he got his heart broken. <laughs> really? So he, they said, okay, what's the medical plan like? <laughs> it's just everything is, you know, somehow they can just afford everything. Right, you want to stay home, no problem. Oh, you change your mind, you want to go back to the hospital? No problem. <laughs> this is a guy named John Frederick, and he was in Thornbirds in '83. He was in two other things I don't know. That wasn't War. What was the one that uh, Ralph Elmy was in? He was in Thornbirds too, or was it something else? I don't know. I remember missing that one. Uh, the Thornbirds was like um, uh, one of those miniseries, and it was a priest. Who fell in love with a woman, but the thing is, he avowed celibacy, so he couldn't sleep with her. So it was like he got his heart broken every episode. Well, thank God it was a limited series. 
<laughs> it would yeah. be horrible to watch them season after season. That's right. <laughs> We're going to be best roommates. You know, people call me the boy in the plastic bubble. That's oh. my moniker. Yeah. Oh. His heart is broken. You wouldn't understand. My heart is broken. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. Why are you here? For the immunities? No, I have, I broke. What did you break? Yeah, I broke my heart. Remember that scene in Jaws? Fourth of July. No, I didn't see Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I saw twenty minutes of it. Well, they were like comparing scars. They were waiting in the boat at night, and they were drunk, and they were, you see this? I got this from a, you know, and they saying shark names and and. Uh, What's his name? Roy Schneider. No, the other one. Um, who was in... Who was in... What about Bob? Oh, right, yeah. Oh, uh, Gene, what's his name? Uh, yeah, he taps Gene, on his... Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, he taps on his heart and goes, like, G.D. Smith, third grade, fourth grade. She broke my heart. Oh, I don't know, he had to see it, it was funny. All right, I'll see Jaws. I'm writing it on my list. Do you think okay. they have that on Netflix? All right, Jaws, but first you've got to see The Outlaw Josie Wales. The Outlaw Josie Wales. Now, look, Jaws. you really should listen to the audio because they're going to talk about being horny and admit to each other that they both jerk off. All right, it's on. <laughs> horny, say it, horny. Horny, horny, say it. Say it. They're making out, getting all that action, make out action. <laughs> this is 1976. <laughs> All right. I have neighbors. Yeah. Well, bicentennial hookers are fantastic. All right. So they really dress apart. <laughs> okay. So he says it right now. He goes, Do you ever, you know, and watch the the roommate's face? <laughs> Look at that. Oh, I go, I go. <laughs> honk, honk. So that's what that noise was. Uh, I thought you were on the exercise bike. <laughs> uh oh. Let's watch the nightly news. Local girl was mean. The boy in the plastic bubble. Buzz Aldrin. Broke hard. Had to go back to the hospital. Oh, that's Buzz Aldrin? Yeah. Look at him. Oh, I. They're saying, like, when we came back from the moon, we had to stay in a tank like this. See? 
Wow. Son, I personally sneezed on that photo for you. <laughs> Thanks, Buzz. So they're watching it on TV, and uh, Putsy is very jealous because obviously Gwen likes him. And she's like, no, I don't. He's just interesting. He's across the street. and She was mean to him. Yeah, she feels very, very guilty about that. Oh, well, la did da <laughs> oh my God. Mike this does not forget. Yeah. da You think I'll forget? You don't think I'm bitter off of that? You drove him to the hospital. Of course I'm bitter. Yeah, hussy. That's not the right word. Toying with boys' feelings. You got the TV popcorn all laid out. Oh, I didn't realize he was going to be the successful sweat hog. I had my money <laughs> on Horshack. <laughs> He's so funny, Horshack. You had to be there. You had to be there. He really clicks. You'd think he would be redundant with uh, Gabe Kaplan in the room, but no. But no. What happened? Do you remember like that show lasted five seasons? And for any show that takes place in high school, the ideal among yeah. four seasons. Right. Then they have to graduate. So they had like new sweat hogs. Wait, it's 75 to 79, 75, 76, 77, 78. Yeah, five years. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, you know, when Travolta left, they had to replace him with like a King's Alpha hog. Wait, so Travolta graduated? Didn't I don't remember like, that. Even he was replaced. I think he might have graduated. I think some of the original Sweat Hogs might have graduated. Uh huh. Like new Sweat Hogs. Well, one of the characters we're going to meet named Gwen, she would go on to be on the one of the on Welcome Back Cotter. She wasn't a Sweat Hog. Maybe she was. I don't know. Oh. What was the lady Sweat Hog's name? It was like. Uh... Was um, there like a lady sweat hog? Her name is um yeah Verena Williams on Welcome Back Cotters. Verena Williams. Oh he's listening. Check him out, he's listening to prog rock. <laughs> yeah. Dark side of the moon. So <clears throat> she comes over with like his books and stuff for school. You know, now that he's back home, all of a sudden, she, he right. hasn't seen her so since the incident. Broken. Right. So this is school. So, like, it happened during the summer. I guess. I don't know. I think so. Fourth of July. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Wow, he's really holding a grudge. Yeah. So she's like, I got you this, I got you that, you know, she's like, and he goes, you know, he's like, um, is my father paying you to do this? And she goes, yes. And he's like, thank you for being honest. You may go now. Wow. And that's when she gets like all revealing, like how sorry she is. Well, for taking the money? No, for. Robert Reed can't. <laughs> That's a lot of money, 10 bucks for Robert Reed. 
It's a dollar an hour. It's a dollar an hour. Oh. Well, it's 76 for money. No, but that would be $4 an hour if it was... What am I... No, no, it would be $10. It would be $10 an hour is what it would be. Or 9 Yeah. Yeah, I would say $10. You can really do $9. You'd be like, do you have any exact... I don't have exact change. Do you have any change? Okay, three hours, twenty-seven dollars. Here's thirty. You you owe me three bucks. <laughs> I thought I wanted to make it up, and I thought if I can get a dollar an hour from your dad, that would probably be a start. Well, they talk about that. They talk about that. Like, is my dad paying you? She's like, yeah, but it was my idea. I was gonna do it for nothing. And then uh, it was like, um, I don't know. It worked. It worked. He convinced her. I like his psychedelic light setup. Yeah. He just stares at it. He obviously can't smoke pot or anything. His parents would have to sterilize it and put it in there. What about a vape? Vape is healthy. It's not real smoke. It's 76. They didn't have disposable vape pens back in 76? No. (laughs) That's very advanced technology that we possess. It is 2020. Well, I think he just, like, he rolls joints in 76. Yeah. Maybe he just blows smoke out of his window back in 76, and that counts the same. Todd, are you puffing your immunities out the window? Are you show up tomorrow? <laughs> oh, he's rushing teeth at class. He's, he's in sleep zoom soon. Well, she was like, why are you always in shorts? And he's like, because it's so hot in here. And I don't know. He's trying to, like, wear regular clothes. Except for class. Yep. John Travolta hair, man. Nothing quite li- like it on this planet. Well, you know, he's been uh, he's been telecommuting at school. He's sheltering at home with his school. And uh, mm-hmm. since 1976, the teacher caught him playing Pong. <laughs> he's sheltering in place and he was playing Pong? That's not cool. Yeah. No, it was not cool. It totally caught him, caught him playing video games. It was uh, Space War. Okay, now he's all dressed up. It wasn't for school. It was for when she comes home. But she doesn't come over today. And that's going to make him mad. Yeah, I told him, I knew he was going to do that. Right? I was like, uh, she's not going to show up. Yeah, look. Oh, it's 9.30 at night. She's not coming. Oh, well. Better go to the hospital. Yeah. So now it's another day, and she is coming the next day, and now he's going to be all mad, and she's going to be like, but I got in trouble. I'm flunking out of school. I was held after. I was excuse, excuse, excuse. And he's going to be sympathetic because if she's doing bad in school, 
You know, I mean, it makes sense. She's, she can't get into right. college if she funks out, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, he's so mad. I can't finish sparring. I'm hitting the heavy bag right now, Gina. How did he, uh, I've never seen that heavy bag before. He must have like a, just attach it to the ceiling. He gets new stuff all the time. They just, uh, immunify it. Put it in his cage. What a cool, are you jealous, Carl, about this cool bedroom? I didn't know I was so transparent. I really am quite jealous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so fair. Lucky. <laughs> You're so lucky to have all that stuff for this uh, immunity box. <laughs> immunity box. <laughs> when the plastic bubble was a pop, a pop, pop culture phenomenon, I mean, this, this TV movie yeah. was a sensation. And, Time and it was a huge hit. It was, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, that, that movie from like 2000, The Bubble Boy. Yeah. Same premise. It is. Um, Listen, no boy in the plastic bubble, no Bubble Boy. Let's see. Uh, bubble Boy, 2001. 2001. Yeah. This That's song inspired the seen. first song on the 1986 Paul Simon album, Graceland. Whoop-dee-doo! It's a boy in the plastic bubble, right? Bling, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> We're going to see the boy, the boy, the boy in the plastic bubble. Oh boy, boy, bing, 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 bing. I wish I could buy bubbles at you, bing, bing, bing. Oh, witty, witty witticism. Did you hear the story? He's no longer invited to Saturday Night Live. Like the last performance he did was like such a low ratings. NBC doesn't want him on anymore. <laughs> That's so great to hear. Only, I love to hate on that guy. Forty-two years. Why? Tell me. Tell me your secret core. Are you okay. a Gar Garfunkel fan? So he wrote songs the quality of the Beatles. He really did. But the thing is, his all of his masterpieces they were sloppy and they're always dark. They're dark. They're like the bad side of life. It's like he's a jerk and he's going to, you know, like, you know, this is the way I leave my lover. And I mean, it's always just a negative, like selfish kind of vibe. Screw him. Huh. I am a rock. I yeah. am an island. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's a little too... Well, that's an interesting point. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> well, I mean, if, pick another one of their songs. It could be Garfunkel. You know, like, um, counting, uh, they all come to look for America, right? It's, it's melancholy yeah. instead of, it does swell your emotions, but in a sad way, in a, Kathy, I'm uh, lost, I said, though I knew she was dreaming. I'm empty and uh, hungry and I don't know why. It's just like bad. Then he goes counting the cars in the New Jersey Turnpike. They've all come to look for America. No, they haven't. I was on the Jersey Turnpike every day. It's a commute home. Yeah, they were looking for an exit. They were trying to merge. 
That's right. I didn't come to look for America. I came to look for a sip of scotch at the end of a long day. Oh, is he suntanning again? You've been so given the white power sign. Okay. So. <laughs> what he's saying now is, look, you guys need to go away for a vacation. All you do is take care of me, and you don't do anything for yourself. Then he starts going, Dad, you look old. Mom, look at your dress. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> then Mom drops a bomb. What's that? Mom dropped the bomb on me. Yeah, she's like, do you blame us for bringing you into this world? And he's like, what? I love this world. Do you guys blame yourselves? And they're like, yes, we do. <laughs> wow. Here right, it is. We'll see you. We'll be off for vacation. Well, they are going to take him up on his offer. Get me a nurse. Once again, money's no object. Get me a nurse and go on vacation. Now, look, this is low budget. The power of their performances carries it. What an actor. It's that a lot of talking. Just sweats hard. But he's like the wise beyond his years. And his shirt <laughs> is off. It's like the best of both worlds. <laughs> 22. He look, had a song, right? Didn't he sing a song like he had a hit? You've mentioned that before. I don't know. For this movie research, I focused on the time in which it is, his era. Right. Now, there's Throw Mama from the Train. Uh, and what's her name? Anne Ramsey. Wow. Not type. Anne Ramsey. She's Not also in The Goonies. Either. That was her big, The Goonies was another big claim. Yeah, that was her big thing. The night was sultry. The night was sultry. Did you see Throw Mama from the Train? Throw Mama from the Train? I have seen Throw Mama from the Train. I've seen Strangers on a Train. which Yeah, I would have never seen Strangers on a Train were it not for that movie, you know, Crisscross. Would it not be for Throw Mama? Now they're like, I think he wants us to leave so he can court his girl. So he's going to survive by himself for the weekend? With the nurse, with the nurse. And I don't know if it's just the weekend, but yeah. Oh, there she's there. So she... Oh, right. I forget what she's all happy about. It's something... Like she, she got, oh yeah, her report card came. She got an A in art and a B in everything else. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you. And, she, and so he's like, let's celebrate. And she goes, we'll do anything you want. And then he gives her the sex look and she goes, oh, Todd. So uh, he's suggesting they go right. I, I, I really care about you. Yeah, you're not enough to like horseback riding but he of course can't so he's just gonna watch i'm not being craven or cruel to you i just you're an inspiration i thought my life is so bad and then i said wait it's not as bad as todd 
And then I just felt so much better. <laughs> right. And then I feel better that you're in this stuck here. Uh, Lakeside View. Malibu Lake. Magnificent this horse you got the there. Flooding. This is now like a legit. Yeah, this is a full, it's, it's not the flooding. They made a dam, but it wasn't enough water to fill the joint. So now, then a heavy rain came four years later, like a serious rain for some reason. And it filled the lake for them. That's perfect. By the way, that is a one horse. People ask, it's a one horse uh, engine. <laughs> How much horsepower on this puppy? Uh, you know, just it's just the one horse. Ah. What? Just the one. <laughs> now, hey. as you know, there's hardly any budget, but they did budget the horse. And the reason was the horse is now going to jump over the plastic bubble. It's like really? a very, yeah, it's like a scary scene. They couldn't afford a shark to jump over. They were going to jump the shark, but they couldn't shark, so they just jumped over to Well, one thing that did not happen is this show, well, of course, it doesn't apply jump the shark, right? It was, it's, if this was a sitcom. But no, this, this launched right. a lot of careers. Well, maybe... Oh, yeah, that Diane and Highland. Well, I mean, we already talked about the director, certainly, but we, but also the yeah. writer. Um, the writer went on to write Officer and a Gentleman, Blue Lagoon, and The Scarlet Letter. Of course, that was already written, right? That's a book. Um, yeah. Oh, that was Douglas Day Stewart. Oh, right on. Oh, Scarlet Letter. Yeah, that was a book. Yeah, sure. That was a book. That was um, the Mr. Famous. You know, I thought he was from Colonial Times, but no, he only ever wrote. Now, look, she's drinking sherry. Watch the horse. It's going to jump over. Drink the sherry. It, so that was that's a big deal in the film. Like, I was so scared. Yeah. What an ass. Listen, I got action. I didn't realize it was a plastic bubble. I jumped over. I was just taking command. Well, it's it was his, it was Travolta's idea. Wow. And he's claiming right now he wasn't scared for one minute. He was telling her, like, ride around in the circle. Go up and jump the canoe. Come back as fast as you can. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. One of the T-birds is here. Oh, here goes Brad. And he's in like his Hot Wheels bar. Anymore. They've been drinking. He's, he's like, so you're, you're running off with bad boy, with boyfriend threat, huh? And now look what she does. Uh -huh. Todd, put your face on the plastic wood four. Yeah, what four? I don't get hints at all. Mwah. There's your money shot, ABC movie of the week. <laughs> it's kind of like a condom. Yeah. 
ahead of his time, boy, in the plastic bubble. Yeah. He had a dental dam. Be, he made it up on the fly. <laughs> We're home. Oh, honeymoon, our vacation was great. In that van. It's weird. Yeah. He's That's their the car. The side of the road. Sure, he's a carpenter. Or a... Buzz Aldrin. Buzz already came. Well, I mean, he he like autographed pictures. Right. And that's what he, ta you know, we got to see it on TV and he's. I guess the psychedelic lights weren't working. So yeah, look at his Buzz Aldrin picture. So they're like, we heard that a horse jumped over you. And he goes, no, she drinks alcohol. She drinks sherry. And she does. Oh, he's so cruel to that nurse. The nurse took care of him. Mm-hmm. Now, look, he says, the doctor will let me wear a spacesuit and go to school for real. For realsies, Dad. Uh, for realsies, Dad. Here I, I am. A, he says for I'm a teddy bear. Oh, he's turning into the teddy bear. <laughs> Interesting. Now, well put. He's going to step oh. out over into the real world now. It was the Duke's. It was the Duke's. <laughs> I did it. Hi, future boyfriend. 18 years Hi, difference. My God. Hey, Mom. Robert, I love Robert Reed's hair. So <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a perm because yeah, in the Brady hair. Bunch, he did he had that straight hair in the beginning. It's a perm. He, he, this is like his natural hair. This is where he doesn't have the Brady Bunch perm on it. You know, he's just letting it go fro. Okay, so he was in this uh, uh he was in this television show in the fifties, which I didn't write down. Um, and you could see he had this very straight hair. Same at the beginning of the Brady Bunch, straight hair. Um, he was in Rich Man, Poor Man. He earned an Emmy for his nomination for the miniseries Roots, and he was a meanie in Roots, right? I guess. Who, who else did he play? Uh, he played, oh, don't you remember? Uh, he played a slave owner. He played, you know, Kizzy. He was yeah. Kizzy's massa. Yeah, I don't look, think I remember it. Look at their crappy car, man. Why would the director choose this? <laughs> Why car? would you have that? There's no. This is like a state age car. This is like a bicentennial bomb. Back oh in the wait, day. I just realized maybe they have the van because they have to often transport the bubble to and from the hospital. Yeah, that's a good point. It's it's bubble friendly. It's bubble friendly. <laughs> It's an Econo line, no man. Hey, yeah, they're, they're not seat wearing seatbelts. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> that is so dumb. Uh, I couldn't injure the suit. Now, this is William Howard Taft High School. The President Taft. Wow. Woodland Hills, California. 
All right, time for school, son. I charged you up with the cigarette lighter. <laughs> Can I charge my vape pen right. off this? No, Todd. That will drain energy for right. your oxygen. Do not vape in school today. Uh, this is 1976. This is a cigarette lighter for my cigarette. What's this slit thing? It's USB. <laughs> it looks like a Chinese oh, eye. Wow. Now, the real-life Bubble man. Boy did do this once. He died at 12 years old. It's not the same story. But he did go to school uh, with the outfit on. But he only did it one time ever. He felt like a freak. I bet. Uh, inspired. Dad's next year. Yeah, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, inspired by the lives of David Vetter and Ted DeVita, who lacked effective immune systems, severe combined immunodeficiency, SIDS, S-C-I-D. Wow. He did wear the spacesuit to school, only did it once, hating the attention. He died at 18 years old, DeVita. Oh, that's depressing. But it, so what he did, this movie, does he die? Um, I should lie and tell you that and, you know, jive you the whole time. But no, he does not die in the end. <laughs> the end is like a beginning. So they kind of, this is like kind of a false hope this movie has. Uh, no, well, not maybe not false hope. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. It, it, yeah. it happened. Now, David Vetter totally questioned the film's like depiction of how sterile Todd's spacesuit was. Um, and later we'll see him walk right into the bubble with it, and he would contaminate the bubble, of course. That's right. Hey. Yay. No now that woman David is Spacer. PJ. Now she will go on to be in Carrie, PJ Soul. Yeah, sure. PJ Soul is a famous actor. She's in Rock and Roll High School. She is right. in Rock and Roll High School. She's in Halloween, Breaking Away, Private Benjamin, Stripes. I remember her in Stripes. Yeah, me too. And cult classics, it says. She's in the classroom wearing the plastic bubble. That's right. And so is Gwen, who's also a sweat hog, I think, sitting, the African-American sitting, you see her now closest to the camera. Ah. Uh, sweat hogs in this movie. Sweat hogs and grease. So Carrie... She, they come, you know, he, she shares Carrie with Travolta. He shares Grease with Travolta. The other one shares Welcome Back Cotter with Travolta. And the we director, of course. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So we've done a Travolta movie on our show. No, this will be the first, and it's the right one to do for your show. Oh, he's done plenty of bad movies. That was wrong. I haven't Gotti. I seen it yet. There was that one he did in the eighties, in which it was like a Russian, a fake Russian, a fake American town in Russia. 
Yeah, that's where he met his wife, uh, Kelly Preston. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm, I'll see you in Greece. I'm a T-bird. <laughs> Hi, I don't go on to have a career. We made fun of you on the beach. Hi, I'm PJ. I'll get bigger. Hi, you know me. I see you on this oh, show. PJ. Yeah. We just we were just at the last set about the street in the other warehouse. He's explaining about oh. his contraption. Now this film is in the public domain, yeah. Mike. Oh, that's what are these? Oh, so you're saying I could pump up the volume, the PJ Soul volume? Well, before you do, yeah, they, uh, it's a little unsure. Yeah. Okay, the film was produced by the TV arm of 20th Century Fox. It's copyrighted protected, but for no clear reason, the film has been repeatedly bootlegged and openly sold in video and DVD companies specializing in public domain titles. Um, and then on other places on the internet, it just says it's in public domain. So I'm kind of unclear. You know, it's such an event because back then you didn't have a, a ability to just watch it again. So, yeah, maybe did a back in '76. Maybe there was video uh, VCRs, but you know, you saw it once and that was it. Maybe that was it. Show it during the summer again. It was on TV and then a second time. That's right. Yeah. When this movie hit the TV screens, he was on the cover of Tiger Beat. <laughs> oh, sure. That was the March 76 issue. Now, they're smoking pot on this, this Saturday night movie. Oh, he can't hit it. He's all pretending he's high. But he says he knows what that feels like because he's from another planet called like Tromalfledor or something I forget he makes a funny joke and are you putting us on no Tromalfledor it was it was Thermopolis Thermopolis I'm thinking of um I'm thinking of uh Kurt Vonnegut when I say Tromalfledor it was uh Thermopolis is where he's from and they're like, are you for real? Some Like half of them believe them. You, uh, yeah. I mean, like, there's a six. They shouldn't be smoking pot in front of the boy in the plastic bubble. Yeah, that's right. What, what dicks? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, well, it's kind of cool you get to smoke in the middle of the uh, football field. <laughs> yeah, nobody catches you. He goes, did you know that people from Thermopolis are stronger than people from Earth? And he goes, I've, so he makes a $10 bet that he can do like 10 push-ups with the clap. Thermopolis, he's doing the whole trip right now. You are from another planet. <laughs> PJ's buying it. PJ's buying it. It was really strong weed back in. Look, his hand is on her. Now I got to take your girl. Yeah. He goes, did you know we're stronger? You know, I'll bet you. 
There's a boy in the plastic bubble exhibit in Shenandoah, Texas. It's all the stuff from the 12 really? year old who passed away. Yeah. David Vetter. Yeah. <clears throat> It is really weird. I mean, I'm sorry to hear about it, but I, I'm I'm more obsessed by this movie. Oh no, it's the one who oh, died at 18. 18. He's so now they're doing the oh, clapping, and I remember this scene from being a kid and watching TV. I don't know why I remember this scene. Probably because what happens next is he runs out of oxygen, and it's scary. He's he could die. Oh, look, he totally beat Puppy was... from Greece. I did it. Nothing's wrong with me. No come up ends. But he breathed a lot. And now an alarm's going off. And he's like, I can't breathe. Uh -oh. He's joking. That was not very graceful, yeah, but he would go off. on to do Saturday Night Fever. Oh, right. Yeah. One thing I like about Travolta is that every time he gets on the Academy Awards to present an award, he always has to like dance to the podium yeah you know, right like, he does yeah. hey coming up is john travolta and some female uh and he's like has to dance with her so david vetter saw this and said if he ran in there with the spacesuit then all the external germs from the spacesuit got in the bubble this movie is bullshit better disapprove thumbs down Yeah, I mean, what's television for you? Yeah, that's TV. Well, I mean, he's not wrong, but it, I understand why he takes it even personally. I mean, it's his. Now, look, here's another thing made Vetter really mad. He take, he won the $10 bet, and he puts the $10 into the sterile environment. Yeah. You don't know where yeah. money's been. It's so unrealistic. <laughs> this movie's bullshit. Now look, she's down oh, there. She's, that's a swing. She's sulking kind of thing. She's not going up and saying hi to him and stuff. Didn't we see that swing back in 1963? Maybe. <laughs> Listen, Remember the family saw the kids? You're paying too much to continuity. I mean... It's a modern day story. It takes place in present day 76. So now she's like present day. So now she's mad because you were clearly showing off for me and your crazy story and your push-ups. You don't have to do that kind of crap. You endangered your life. Wow. That's yeah, a heavy trip you laid on me, girl. Says. What's that? Yeah, but I was doing what you were saying. I was trying to impress you. <laughs> Is that what she said? <laughs> I love you, Gina. <laughs> so Mr. Brady died of colon cancer, but he had HIV at the time. Um, nobody knows how he got it. It wasn't like AIDS or something. He just had HIV. And he's a private right. person. Nobody knows how he got it. I'm sure he wasn't sharing needles, if you know what I'm talking about. And um, 
The doctor, I didn't like this. This pissed me off. I mean, the man died of colon cancer, but the doctor listed his HIV positive status among significant conditions that contributed to his death. On the death certificate, he put that. I really don't think that's fair. I mean, people always talk about your immune cancer. Right. That's what he died of. Okay, he had that. Okay, it's not relevant to his death. The thing is that people... Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you got it. I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. Well, that pissed me off for some reason. Come back to Earth, Carl. You could do it. Oh, this okay. house was designed by Mike Brady. By the way. <laughs> HIV positive. Oh yeah, that's it. Okay, HIV is your is an immune cancer is your own body reproducing wrong. Like it doesn't have to do with immunity, right? Your body's fooled into thinking it's another healthy cell. Do you understand what I mean? So if your immunities were great right. or zero, it wouldn't change the cancer. So how could it be a significant condition? The world will never know. So we're pretty much, we have like 15 minutes left in this movie. So what more can possibly happen to Bubble Boy? Well, what can happen is that Gina can get into college and it's all because Bubble Boy helped him. And she's going to go Pratt University uh, in in Queens, New York. So she's going to go away. So it's like a sort of melancholy time and it's, it's going to make him make a bold move. <laughs> He's going to become the resident advisor and they're going to have a sitcom every week. Right. And Bubble it'll House. be right. Bubble House is what they're going to call it. <laughs> Please stay back, Ken right. Feet. Listen, my rule is Bubbles. Now, this is a very, this is a like, I love, I love you scene. And they're going to kiss through the bubble and do light petting, like butt touching and really? stuff. Yeah. It's I've always good, loved good, you. you know. Yeah. It's good. It's healthy. The thing is, like, she never, I, I don't know, in the movie, she doesn't relieve him. You know what I mean? I mean, that is possible. She could do that for him. Explain how. Well, you know, like with the hands, you know, the... The rubber glove that, you know. The rubber glove, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, lock the door, let put the table against it. Maybe he lays on it, you know. You put some thought into this. But they didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was just one, one session. Right. See how they're, like, trying so hard to kiss. You could do it. <laughs> Talk about bedding. It's an oven mitt. It's an oven yeah. mitt. Talk about safe sex. Wasn't this part of your act, your comedy act in the 80s? No, talk about safe sex. She was also an ode to Bubble. Billy Joel. Uh, Billy Joe. You know that one. Oh, from, from the 80s. 
No, it was yeah. the same time. It was like 78 or something. Oh, all right. Different one. Oh, to Billy, Billy Jack? No, Billy Jack was what we saw. She was in Johnny Dangerously, and she was in five episodes of Law and Order. She didn't do much, but she had a career. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Today's graduation day. Yay. There's mom and dad. Wow. He's the only guy wearing a tie in this guy. No, that's true. There's another California guy. Now, when the mom dies, uh, Mike Brady finds a lovely lady who was raising <laughs> three bubble girls of her own. But they well, were they, uh, all alone. Okay, so the movie does a cheap trick here. It's like they're calling Todd's name, and where is he? Where is he? Oh, no. Is he in trouble? Is he missing? What's going on? And then he's there. It's a real cheap movie uh, TV trick. Yay! Oh, yay. Where could he have been? Behind the bleacher? Is he giving the commencement speech? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't hear you. Is it the, 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 the bubble? This. Yeah, yeah, I got the bubble. Yeah, yeah, USA bubble. Do a push up with the cloud. Oh no, son, don't do a push up. Now this is when it's going to be Todd. Todd, I get to move away from you, and it's all thanks to you. Look at the rabbit ear. Oh yeah, what's well, high tech stuff? He's a rich family. They could afford a rabbit ear on the TV set. Yeah. Well, that Brady money came in ha handy. I'm going to Queens, New York. Really? Am I right? Is No, it's Brooklyn. Wait, where's Bed-Stuy? Do you know? Pratt is at Bed-Stuy. Bed-Stuy's in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. That's where she's going. Yeah, Brooklyn. I think I was right. thinking of Fordham in Queens, but. Oh, poor bubble boy. Yeah. So now it's going to be. Yeah, she he called the the doctor over to say, "When am I getting the fuck out of this? You know, my own immunities have been building up all my life. There is no cure. If I come out of here, am I going to die right away?" And he's like, well, "I don't know." And she he knows nothing, so he tells tells him, "Do don't not do not leave this bubble." And he just guesses him to death. Spell me at not age fifty-nine. It looks he looks the same. Yeah, he was just as old. From the beginning of the movie. A lot of actors have that, especially the old bag ones. You know, that Vereen Watson was also in The Mother on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So she would go on to do much more than Welcome Back, Carter. Todd! Was Viv? Or wasn't there like... Yeah. Yeah, her name was Viola, which was V. Smith on The Fresh 
Prince of the playing US. Will Smith's mother's character. She voiced Dee Dee on Hanna Barbera's animated servant ser series Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. And she was oh, on Young and the Restless. Show. Well, you got me a Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. <laughs> I had that I lunchbox. Captain Caveman. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, with a, I had that hair set. <laughs> With uh, so he's done with high school and he, listen he gets to live at home that's pretty cool okay Both so like you graduated high school you gotta leave he's like i gotta leave the bubble even if i die i mean i'm gonna lose my girl she's going off to college sure not right away but this will not stand I'm out of here. That's right. That's his decision. It could be worse. It could be a tech bubble. Boy, in the tech bubble. Uh oh. Oh, was it a tech bubble? Uh, oh, no. You're in a real estate housing no. bubble. That's going to pop, John. You got to get out of there. <laughs> oh, no. You haven't left the Trump administration. You're in a Trump bubble. Oh, the worst oh. time. What Congratulations to Joe Biden, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure he listens to our show, so <laughs> when he hears it, he'll be excited. I think his son does. <laughs> well, a listen is a listen, so. Yeah, listen is a listen. We're not judging. No. And also, oh. there is the PlayStation 4 fund. Venmo at Spiegelmania. Come on, you can do it, John. You can cross it. What's a PlayStation 4? Oh, my PlayStation 4 died during quarantine, so I figured if people want to donate, they can give me a new PlayStation 4. I don't even know what a PlayStation's for. Okay, he's out. He's out, and he's not dead. And there's mom and dad. Right. Sleeping. That's you see how the director puts the suit in front of the camera? Look how far he's come. What is he wearing? He's touching everything. I'm still alive. He could do it. The thing is, he's not going to kill me. He would just get sick. He wouldn't die, you know, in two seconds. He. Used to, out of the other two kids, he shouldn't really. It shouldn't be a scene where he walks out like. Now he's never done this before. He's never been. He's never been outside really. You know, he's never felt how high the sky is, what the wind feels like. The you know. Wow. And the music's swelling. The way he moves, the way he struts. I'm going to fuck this tree. <laughs> yeah, he's more than a tree hugger.
Paul Williams says the theme song. Caressing a tree. Paul Williams does the does the theme song. You know who we know from the music from uh, that gangster film with the kids we saw. That was great. Oh, Bugsy. Bugsy. It's like whoa. Holy shit, Todd, didn't you know I was just kidding? I didn't really want you to touch me. Yeah, so according to college, you could figure this out after. Oh. He's like, it's softer than I, I ever imagined. Yeah. So he's like, take me riding. Oh, really? Wow, he's really going balls out. Yeah. You might catch a horse disease. She likes it. Yeah. They're going to go horse. And she's helping him to get this guy sick. And he will sit on the saddle. I don't know if you've ever done it before, but his crotch will definitely be bumping, bumping, bumping into you know what. Well, that's probably what he wants. Yeah, what I said, what she. So <clears throat> she goes, Where are we going? And he goes, Thermopolis. Yay, the movie's over. Oh my gosh, and they go off into the sunset, into the California sunset. Right. The boy in the plastic bubble meets the girl who has her own horse. She ran calling wildfire. <coughs> That's she the ABC calling. movie of the week. Dun, dun, dun. See if we recognize PJ Souls. Paul Williams song. Paul Williams. Terrible song. Oh, he's singing right now, huh? Let's see. What would they say if we up and moved away? Terrible song. Well, terrible. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you can uh, just take a second and stop blowing your nose and stop crying into your handkerchief. <laughs> and uh, Carl, what do you think of the movie? Uh, I don't know. I could take it or leave it. I mean, it wasn't, uh, I don't know. It wasn't, it was great for your show. It led to a lot of careers, you know, uh, and also it was the flavor of the week. You know, it was a big news story, this boy in a plastic bubble. I don't know. I didn't enjoy the film, but it was good. Well, I don't think it's good for my show. I think like a good for our show, like a, a good for our show Travolta movie would be like Gotti or just some of the awful shit he's done. Yeah, like, more. Uh, uh, but yeah, this was good though. I mean, I think we we had previously watched two after school specials that were shot in our high school in the eighties. Yeah. And you just can't you can't you know acknowledge TV movies without bringing up Boy in the Plastic Bubble or Brian's Song or The Day yes. After. So. I am glad that we did see it. So no, but, yeah, um, it was you know there was no Star Trek connection at all whatsoever. Can you believe it? Wow, that's the first. And yeah. Star Trek was still fresh. It was only it was only uh, ten years old, six years ago. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're so glad you watched uh, 
going to Plastic Bubble with us and listen to our podcast here on LWAFLMOYT. We do this every week. And you could download our podcast, scratch our podcast, download it directly off of mutinyradio.fm, where we also stream our show every Sunday, make an afternoon of it. And we'll be back next week. Carl, the movie next week? Yes. It's a debut feature film from Poltergeist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre director Toby Hooper. It's a film from 1969 called Egg Shells. 19. And it is a American freak illumination experimental allegory story of a group of hippie students in Austin, Texas. So before he went all chainsaw massacre, <laughs> he made a hippie film. And there's no trailer available on oh. uh, YouTube. Okay. But uh, just the full-length movie. All right, why don't we do the trailer for Eggshells? For which one? Eggshells. Eggshells? Let's do the trailer. Okay. Now, I don't know All the right. movie, Here so I'm going to have to lean heavily on you to do the trailer. Okay. Well, okay. Do, do you want to do the trailer, or should I start it? I, I can't. I don't know the movie. In the world oh, where okay. shells are made of egg. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a hippie. <laughs> Me, too. It's like today's counterculture is available by purchasing a ticket with your money. Wow, now I can experience a revolution. What revolution, man? We just took your six bucks. Whoa, <laughs> I got ripped off. Come, come pay money to experience the hippie revolution. Eggshells. Toby Hooper's first movie. Eggshells, rated, rated 1969G. <laughs> Rated G for 1969 movies. Eggshell. Well, that's the trailer for our next wow. movie. I hope you. Uh, I cannot uh, hope wait that to see your that. Appetite. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube. Our channel is called LWAFLMOYT. Carl has been syncing up the movies with our podcast, and there's yep. a lot of great ones out there. Carl's been doing some great live, socially distanced, uh, hygienic uh, shows, comedy shows, if you want to experience them in New Jersey. Check out carlsucks.com for all the information. Bingo. Watch the 10 Johnny uh, Toe movies on uh, Netflix. Netflix Ten of them. Prolific Hong Kong. Yeah, I watched them all. They have The Barefooted Kid from 1993, and they have uh, Don't Be uh, Don't Break My Heart. I forget what it was. There's a good, mm-hmm. there's some good films in there. So uh, check them out. I recommend all of them. And uh, we hope to see you next week. So take it easy. That was Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with friend i wrote this song uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and weights champagne tickles my nose and i love to pee outdoors listen you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl the french duh not the oh, oh, duh. let's watch a full-length movie on youtube with
to the show at any point if you have something you want to add to um to add to the add to the knowledge and the day we're happy to hear from you <laughs> uh, don't be calling with no nonsense now we're not here to listen to your karen on um but you can call 415-550-0511 and um i don't know we might answer the phone if we can figure ah. out how to answer the phone here <laughs> all right so here we go we only have 30 minutes so you know but we actually got a little head start so we're actually doing really well this today oh, yeah. all right so i'm gonna play you a little bit of this artist and i just like just want you to let me know when when we're done if you um if you know who this artist is all right are you ready boo yeah i'm ready okay i'm excited okay here we go singing along what does that mean okay so i know the song i've definitely heard the song i mean i hope so (laughs) (laughs) i've definitely heard the song but honestly like i i don't know who it is okay so the song is a gay anthem and the singer is sylvester sylvester have you heard of sylvester (laughs) sylvester salone have you heard of sylvester the singer no i have not oh my god seriously (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not trying to be mad, but I mean, so you've never, you've never heard of Sylvester before? No, I've heard the song though. Okay. Really queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that you plugged that in there. So well, I, mean, I had to, uh, oops, I guess I should um, not allow incoming text. Sorry about that. Um, so listen, a cu- couple things. So growing up, like I am a child of the seventies. So even though I, you know, I knew Sylvester, I wasn't obviously out and gay at the time, but Sylvester was literally, you know, he paved the way for techno music, house music, and all these amazing things, but he was known as an out gay artist. Um, he was an African-American artist born in Watts and he was a fixture actually in the Castro. Oh, wow. Yeah. He did lots of really cool stuff. Um, I don't know, like, you know, he was one of those people that at the time he would go out and parade around in dresses and it was very unapologetic about who he was at the time can you imagine in the early 70s late 60s that that this was something that was like you know completely completely unheard of yeah especially being african-american and you know he was born in watts and his family absolutely did not um appreciate or approve of his homosexuality so he had to find friends as we all did yeah to uh that were kind of like him so he um he actually met a group of transgender and um, and queer uh, people in a group that was called the Discotex. 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 I like it. Discotex. <laughs> and um, and they got into a lot of trouble in in, in L.A. And uh, you know I don't know if you you probably don't remember the the, the riots that happened. 
in Watts. No, you're way no, too young no, for that. No, Anyways, no, there was no, a period no. of time where there was some riots, and these group of people, they all went out with Sylvester, and they looted, like a lot of people did, and uh-huh. what they looted was wigs and lipsticks, and it was like yeah. kind of a joke that Sylvester always told. Yeah. I, is this interesting, right? No, it's so interesting. I mean, I, I, I think back to like right when I was like growing up, and I was like so scared to be who I was, and this is like in the 90s, so to think of like someone like him who is just being himself and... And uh, just like not caring what people say. Yeah, well, this is a bit. This is a bitch who graduated from high school wearing a blue chiffon dress and a beehive wig. I mean, oh my okay, we have somebody's phone going off in there. Whose phone is that? I, have I think no it's Tweeka Turner's. She's always leaving her shit laying around. <laughs> I think I got it off now. So no, so but that's amazing that uh, that he was just being himself and and not really caring what people think and just going against that like status quo. Um, d- I mean, I, did he did he ever get into trouble? Like, was there ever any type of situation where he was like? being like arrested so, so you want to know if sylvester got into trouble i'm sure he did girl really because <laughs> that's like really important <laughs> i mean really girl <laughs> i don't know if she, i'm sure she did get into trouble actually he did get into trouble quite a bit but we won't get into all that stuff um he did a lot of covers though which is interesting because sylvester um kind of he had obviously his own original stuff but he did a lot of stuff that was uh cover music and the thing that was so cool about that it was kind of like his his trademark he would take other people's songs and make them about himself he would change sometimes the the gender or change the kind of the storyline to make it about him which was very interesting because he was able to transform those songs into into something that certainly gay people could relate with um you know eventually he went on to um to uh, do a lot of his solo stuff and uh he ended up working with some really cool people have you heard of martha wash no Oh my God. Okay. We have so much to teach you today. Um, have you heard of, um, have you heard of Jeannie Tracy? Um, no, no, I have not. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah. So Jeannie Tracy, if you remember that you you go out right to clubs and stuff. So do you remember the cha-cha hill songs? Put your cha-cha. Yeah. Put your cha-cha heels on. Okay. So that's Jeannie Tracy. Okay. She's done a ton of stuff and she also sang, um, backup for Sylvester. Oh, wow. That's amazing. You know who else sang backup for Sylvester? The Pointer Sisters. I don't know who they are. Yet. Oh my god! I just literally created four shows <laughs> in like one episode. I don't know. That's the, the point. The Pointer Sisters. <laughs> the Point Sister. The point. It's the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> so wait. Oh wait. Um. Okay. So we um we have a call coming in. So I'm gonna show you some more music. Um. Uh, while we're waiting on this, all right? Here we go. Got a net. Look at all the fabulous people. You wanna dance? Yes, I'd love to. Let's party a little bit. Right.
All right, all right, all right. So here's the thing. Um, I have a really special guest online. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Jeannie. Jeannie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Hi, Jeannie. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Ladies Hi, and gentlemen, Jeannie, Jeannie Tracy. Hey. Hey. Hi, how are you? Good. We're here. I'm here trying to educate the children on some on Sylvester today, and of course, you were such an intricate part of his life. And I know you're not feeling well, but we just really wanted to say thank you for calling in and thank you for being part of our first show. We love you for that. How you Absolutely. doing? Absolutely, I love you too, darling. Well, Jeannie and I have performed together uh, many times, and she's an amazing person. And I love that she called in just to be a part of our Sylvester Day. So let's hear it for Jeannie Tracy. Thank you so much, Jeannie. Thank you, and thank you for keeping my brother alive, all right? Of course, you got it. We love you. Thank all you, right. Jenny. All right. Great show, you guys. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was Jeannie Tracy. That's pretty crazy that she just called in just to say hello. She called in just to say hello. I've known her for a while. She, um, She's done a few things with me, and or I should say I've done a few things with her, and she's just really an amazing person, super fucking talented. And uh, yeah, she was a big part of Sylvester's life, singing background for him for a long time, along with Martha Wash. Now, here's going to blow your mind. So it was Martha Wash, mm-hmm. um, a woman by uh, the name of Isora Rhodes, and together they were known as Two Tons of Fun. Two tons they were they were big girl honey <laughs> and so they were two yes. tons of fun and and they later became known as the weather girls oh wow why saying it's raining men oh see okay. how these coming things all intertwined it's oh, all coming that. back full circle it's amazing yeah so um i think is tweaker's phone finally shut off here i think so you tweaker you're popular tonight honey <laughs> yeah so um an interesting, there's a couple of interesting facts since we're here in San Francisco about yep. uh, about him. Is um, he performed at the main stage in the 1979 Gay Pride Parade here? Uh-huh. Um, he, uh huh. He performed at the Castro Street Theater. Oh wow! And yeah. actually, the Castro Street Fair was actually uh, one year after he passed was thrown in his honor. It was a tribute to him. Um, oh, wow. So you know, he did so many, so many amazing, amazing things that um, you know to keep keep things alive. Um, <clears throat> he the show at the Castro Theater was called One Night Only, and it was a retrospective work um, of of a lot of his stuff. Oh wow! So what was it? Do you know what it was about? Girl, I wasn't. Girl, you how old there? do I look? How you old do I look, there? bitch? <laughs> Jesus. No, but I will say this. Like, okay, so he did something that I, I, I wanted to do in my lifetime, but obviously yeah. I'm not going to be able to do anymore. But in 1985, he was able to work with Aretha Franklin. He and Jeannie, who we just talked to, um, were invited to sing background vocals for Aretha Franklin's song, Who's Zoomin' Who. Would you might not remember that song. because Who's Zoomin' Who? No, I don't yeah, remember Yeah, so we have a lot to teach you, girl. This show's going to be on for a few years. Thank God. <laughs> I know. I wish we could drink cocktails in this booth, because I need one right no now. No alcohol zone. Yeah, this is a no alcohol zone, so we're just going to have to do a lot of cocaine before we get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's let's just, just let's get just, wild. Just get wild before we, we get here. Is this, I mean, am I just, like, blowing your mind right now? No. She's <laughs> like, like, I need a drink. <laughs> no, I find it really interesting. I, I You know, I'm excited to be here because obviously like many of the times that we're in the club dancing I'm just like I don't know who this is but I really do want to know who they are so I'm excited that we're doing this and that you're um, finally teaching me 
Girl, I got a lot to teach you more than music, honey. <laughs> Let's start with that jacket. Um, <laughs> um, but listen, I just I, yesterday actually I was watching some clips of Sylvester, and there was one of him on the Joan Rivers show when she had her own talk show at night. I don't uh-huh. know if you don't remember that because you were younger too, but nope. I barely remember that. But I know that it had happened, and he was on there, and it was really cool. He sang this song called "Someone Like You," which was done in the late '80s, which was a song that I actually do remember because I was um, in high school, and I just I kind of remember because I was I, even though I wasn't out out I was I was out I was gay yeah and I was going to gay clubs and I definitely remember this song someone like you um it was a really cool song and and he so he performed it on her show and then afterwards he went over to the couch and and talked with um with her and he basically I, I remember he was he they were talking about like she's talking about sexuality or something like this and he's like well I've, she's like I've worked with drag queens before and he's like I'm not a drag queen yeah I am Sylvester <laughs> I was like yes bitch you so know? he's like very androgynous very androgynous, yeah. yeah, and and you know, but but, but beauti- not a drag queen, but not a drag queen. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's he would not say he's a drag queen, okay, right? From what yeah. I understand, but uh-huh. um, for, for most of us, we would say he was a drag queen. But his label tried to make him more androgynous because they didn't uh-huh. want, they didn't feel like a drag queen could actually do much. Yeah. So they uh, they tried to make him a little bit more um, androgynous. So. You know, it was uh, it was something that he had to struggle with, and something that he pushed against um, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he, you know, he, he always said that this is saying, or actually he said that his career transcended the gay movement, um, <clears throat> and that he said that his sexuality had nothing to do with his music. He said, "This is literally a quote from him." He's like, "When I'm fucking, I'm not thinking about singing, and vice versa." <laughs> Right, which is true. Yeah. So, so many gay artists, you know, it has to be about you know who you're sleeping with. It's 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 kind of, it's this weird thing. Like me being uh, an out Billboard recording artist in the beginning, you know, you always struggle with should I be myself and and be true to my music and true to who I am because that's going to make you the best performer, or do you have to make a decision to kind of fall in line with what you know what will fit, what will work, you know what the, what the trends are, what's mm-hmm. acceptable, yeah. and it, and it it definitely is it's definitely um it's definitely a hard choice. And uh, did he, you ever find yourself like turning down? opportunities because of your sexuality or them not wanting you to be true to who you are uh, absolutely absolutely um there was a, a label that i almost signed how are we making this about me i don't I know love where this show is that. going <laughs> um no but absolutely there was a label that was interested in me but they told me i had to um you know act straight which obviously that's not happening <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, it's at that point i'm like it's too late girl it's too okay late, yeah. she's Everyone been to knows. the club she's out on a barrel she's been to the rage and the mother load and all these LA, <laughs> LA bars at the time. Um, but you know, it was interesting that, um, he, he was openly critical about, um, what he perceived, you know, uh, within the gay community itself, some of the divisions that happened within the gay community. Uh, he quoted, he said, he said, I get this conformist shit from Queens all the time. They always want to read me. They always want me to do it their way. I'm not going to conform to the gay lifestyle as they see it. And that's for sure. Which is kind of cool because not only was he not conforming to mainstream and not only was he not conforming to what the straight world yeah. wanted him to look like, but he was not conforming to what the gay community itself wanted him to look like. Yeah, it sounds or, like or he was like. just far beyond those like barriers and walls that the gay community puts up that we don't, we're so like blind to see sometimes. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I'm going to play that track, um, Someone okay. Like You. Um, it was 1986 and this was a track that um, Sylvester put out. I remember it. Um, I was in high school at the time. And um, it was just a really cool song that has a lot of really, um, little really great memories. So um, I'm gonna play a little bit of it cool. for you now, and you can tell me what you think. Here we go. Awesome. 